Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. When large food companies began cutting back on in-house R&D in favor of investing in startups with promising ideas, some either didn't factor in or miscalculated the resources and time needed to scale up their acquisitions before seeing returns, leaving them with a gap in their innovation pipelines and no easy ways to fill them. At the same time, many startups or even mid-sized companies may have great ideas, but not know how to manufacture them at scale in a cost-effective manner without first suffering through an expensive period of trial and error. Luckily, an unexpected hero is coming to their rescue, ingredient suppliers and distributors. Recognizing the opportunity before them, these players are evolving beyond simply purveying the base ingredients to provide whole turnkey solutions that range from trend spotting to meet consumers' emerging needs and expectations to solving formulation challenges and managing supply chain problems. At IFT in New Orleans earlier this month, representatives from the specialty ingredient distributor IMCD Food and Nutrition and the ingredient supplier Archer Daniels Midland Company shared how their companies are expanding to fill this new need and what trends they see as having the most potential now and in the near future. In the last 10 years, the once standard and stable operating procedures for the food and beverage industry have been disrupted so that there is no longer clearly defined roles for each player in the supply chain and development process. According to Mark Van Gerwen, the business group director at the specialty ingredient distributor IMCD Food and Nutrition, a major source of this disruption has been an increasingly sophisticated and well-educated consumer, as well as an influx of smaller, nimble companies that can more quickly respond to consumers' changing whims. Maybe 10, 20 years ago, the food market was very stable, formulations were stable, wasn't a big big concern about, let's say, e-numbers, all all that kind of stuff. And now the food market is in a a, a rapid transition. It's almost like the energy transition. So it's a a market that's in revolution. So many customers are really facing dramatic formulation challenges, whether it's to do sugar reduction, Uh, plant-based formulations, vegan, uh, uh, trends, the keto diet. In response to this, many of the larger food companies began snapping up the small players as a way to access their inspiration and innovation, according to ADM's Senior Vice President and President of ADM Nutrition, Vincent Machuki. And while this strategy has many benefits, he points out it also brings challenges. I think companies are they're resource challenged, right? And they're paying big multiples to make acquisitions. So it's about synergies. And how do they deliver against synergies and their their you know, their need to realize returns versus still launching innovative products in the marketplace. So it's it's striking the right balance. As Vincent pointed out, one way they are finding that balance is by turning to ingredient suppliers like ADM and distributors like IMCD for help earlier and earlier in the process. We can be a single ingredient supplier. We can develop a customized solution with multiple ingredients, you know, 20 ingredients in, in a fortified product. Or we can actually, in this universe where resources are tight, 
we can actually do full turnkey product development. So it's it's a it's a with a huge breadth and depth of portfolio and breadth and depth of technical expertise. So really, it's about getting from concept to market, and how quickly can you get from concept to market to help our customers put winning products on the shelf. In response to consumers' evolving needs, Anna Farrell, ADM's Global VP of Marketing, out of that ADM is changing its outlook to be much more B to C to B. We've been uh, really tapping into much more of an outside-in perspective into the company to help us think, as I like to, to say, much more from a B to C to B perspective. I think that's how I see us evolving. Uh, and we are building the marketing capabilities and the insights and the global trends. We're investing quite a lot in, in a global trends framework to help us better inform what can be next as we talk to customers. We're beginning to be called into conversations much more about helping pave the way to the future as opposed to solving for challenges of today. So that obviously poses a more exciting set of uh, opportunities that we have to be much more outside and informed and, and think from the standpoint of consumer trends and emerging need spaces so that we can help customers step into and address some of those uh, emerging opportunities. Mark agreed, noting that this shift also is creating a big opportunity for IMCD. IMCD is, uh, is a global specialty ingredients distributor company. And the way we differentiate ourselves is really through value, through expertise. That's our tagline. So what does that mean? We offer a lot of technical advice to our customer base to reformulate for consumer trends. And for the food market in particular, this is super important. All of this collaboration, relevant collaboration and translating consumer trends into, into solutions that are relevant doesn't come easily, right? So you need to be able to have the right people. So that means really segment specialists. So not only will you interface at IMCD with, a, with always with a food technologist, somebody dedicated to food nutrition, but then also especially that really truly understands the segments, a bakery specialist, a meat specialist, a dairy specialist. So somebody that truly understands the specific needs for that particular segment. So this segment-specific knowledge, the, 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 the staffing that we develop is very segment-specific and then also supported with, by technology that is relevant for that segment. So the equipment that we're building into the labs in Toronto and LA, uh, in the future in other locations in North America, is relevant for those segments. So bakery equipment, dairy equipment, we're installing a UHT line in, in the Canadian lab. So very significant continuous investment to stay at the forefront of, of where the technology is going to enable that collaboration with the customer base and come up with relevant solutions that they can immediately implement and don't have to kind of question, is it gonna work? In addition to offering technical expertise and key ingredients, each company also has their fingers on the pulse of the shopper to identify which trends are emerging, maturing, and fading, so that when manufacturers come to them with questions, they not only have answers, they also have solutions. Among the top emerging trends that each company is tracking is personalized nutrition. Unfortunately, like many new trends, Mark points out that the definition for personalized nutrition is ambiguous at best, making it difficult to precisely pinpoint the opportunity. 
personalized nutrition is really an expression of how consumers want to shop. That's how we interpret it. So I say, if you go into, you know, if you, if you Google personalized nutrition, you'll find a thousand different answers as to what it is. I think to us, it's more about food and nutrition. So even our, our business is called IMCD Food and Nutrition. There's an increasingly blurring line between what nutrition is. I mean, nutrition 10 years ago was maybe capsules in a, in a GMC, GMC shop, right? Or let's say supplements. Now this, this, this a health claims, label claims, or what's good for you is really permeating beverages. It's permeating bakery. I mean, I, I saw uh, protein and rich crisps uh, in, in, in the supermarket, right? So you find this, this, these health claims permeating the entire market. And for us, it's just relevant to, to enable the label claims that, that food manufacturers need to make their products grow in the marketplace. That, that, that sense that it's a personalized solution for you. Okay. I, if I'm on a keto diet, I want to see keto on the, on, the, on the food packaging. If I'm on a vegan diet, I want to see vegan. I just, that's the personal expression of my choice in the supermarket. That's how we interpret it. While the trend may still be a bit blurry, the marketing potential of personalized nutrition is very clear, as Mark notes. So the data that we're seeing is that 48% of consumers spend more when their experience is personalized. So when I said earlier that looking for that label, it's like if I'm, if I'm on a vegan diet, if you can quickly recognize that a product is aligned with your personal choices, that's when you're going to buy it. So they want to they just see exactly... So you get this huge segmentation on, on personalized choices for food in the, in the supermarket. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's where the market is heading. So you will see, and this is where the marketers of the, of the food companies are heading, you're going to see a lot of that personalization in the labeling in the supermarkets uh, in the future. So it's, it's really away from the, uh, let's say, the, the medical aspects of personal tr- nutrition to really the food aspect, if you, if you know what I mean. Vincent agreed, noting that ADM is approaching personalized nutrition by focusing on different consumer groups' needs. So there's, there's people my age that are interested in digestive health, gut health, heart health. There's you know, millennials that are leading a completely different lifestyle in terms of flexitarian or you know, a, a very healthy approach to a lifestyle in general, uh, very fitness conscious. So it's, it's, a, it's a huge variety in it. You know, obviously, moms are looking at healthy options for kids, and so uh, you know, I guess the only one we left out there was the aging population, and, and you see that as well. So it's really covering the full spectrum, but it's really what's important is about application, yeah, beverage application, food application, the types of products that are, taste good that are delivering that benefit. To an extent, personalized nutrition is growing out of a maturing free-from trend, which IMCD's technical director, Mary Lim, says is here to stay, but which she notes also is evolving. She explained consumers don't just care about what isn't in their product, they also care about what is in it. That's why she says IMCD is focusing on ensuring that free-from products, including prototypes that it showed at IFT, offer positive nutrition. I think free from is not going to go away and you can see in the market and the trend is almost alternative to almost everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can be free from soya, free from, you know, weed, free from dairy and all those. And, and so it's not going to go away. And at the same time, it, um, 
it also like you know just because you are you want to free from a certain um, ingredients and all those we don't want the uh, consumer to be compromised as well to not get the enough nutrients and also that's why we took a concept uh, with the gluten-free you know that you know you, you don't gluten-free is you know before was all starch and things like that like you don't it doesn't have to be so that's why okay you're you may want to be uh, a concept is that you want to be free from gluten you want to be free from dairy to so say okay but we can add plant uh, protein to it that's why we enrich it with pea protein and um, and we all know that where there's pea protein people consumer kind of say okay it doesn't taste as good because you know there's off note earthy note and bitterness so we combine this concept with our flavor technology that actually um, mask these off flavors and all those. That's why when people taste our gluten-free, protein-enriched um, cake, they couldn't believe that there's the 10 grams per 65 uh, grams serving in there because we have the expertise, as I, I mentioned, the application expertise that we know which ingredient to combine with so that we can kind of minimize all those bad opinion or bad texture, bad taste and all that the consumer uh, have the mindset of when they kind of talk about a particular product but we are uh, we want to provide solution to those manufacturers to say you know no pea protein doesn't always taste bad because you need to be able to know what to combine it with to to make it taste good so as so once you you know make it nutritionist or you try to remove any allergen and all those the key is to find the right balance of multiple ingredients so that you can kind of have a uh, a complete package you know it and and we have solution that you know you don't have to compromise texture you don't have to compromise you know the mouthfeel or the taste and all this and that's where we bring like a complete package solution gut health is another emerging trend that marks us is spinning out of the free from movement and the push for personalized nutrition gut health for example super hot item uh, for for consumers so you see gut health claims for some of our fibers that we have in our portfolio mm -hmm. from our partners. So you see a lot of the, uh, a lot of interest from uh, from our consumer from our customer base on reformulating, with our expertise for gut health. So and, and there we get a lot of data from our from our technology partners. Okay. ADM also is closely tracking this trend, according to Vincent, who noted recent acquisitions position it well to provide solutions in the gut health space. So bioactives, prebiotics, probiotics, uh, fortified beverages, food type items, uh, it's critically important. You know, we've, we've acquired Biopolis out of Valencia, Spain. We have acquired, acquired Protexin out of the UK, and we're heavily engaged. It falls under our health and wellness umbrella. So it's uh, something, and again, that lends itself to personalized nutrition when you think about you think about kombucha, you think about all the different types of food and beverage items. And we formulate, and again, it comes back to taste of those products and putting flavor and color and natural products around uh, the bioactives as well. Plant-based also continued to generate a lot of buzz at IFT, as companies look not just for alternatives to animal-based products, but as ADM's Vincent pointed out, they want plant-based options that taste good. Uh, plant-based ingredients, of course, and uh, uh, a huge demand in a lot of products being formulated with plant-based ingredients, which is great for us. I think what's key about plant-based is how do you put it all together with flavor, 
other ingredients. How do you balance it? And most importantly, how do you make it taste great? And, uh, you know, if you taste some of the products, we're, we're doing a very good job of that and, and have some really good things. Uh, blending of ingredients is, is really big right now. Blending different types of proteins and different inputs, whether it's soy, pea, lentils, legumes, those type of products. So blending those products uh, from a plant-based perspective. And then obviously nuts, fruits, seeds, ancient grains, those types of things used in conjunction with with proteins, with other additives, fortified products. So it is really the whole, you know, I, I think we still see a lot of upside in, in, in plant-based. In, in, we're starting to see more and more of the larger you know, CPGs or FMCGs coming because more of the niche and boutique type players are, are bringing them to the party. As more players enter the space, ADM's Anna says that the bar is being raised in terms of quality, including taste and texture. We know that when it comes to alternative uh, proteins or meat replacement or dairy replacement, um, the biggest challenge is taste, right? Mm-hmm. How to not only bring the right ingredients, but deliver a tasting uh, and delicious experience. Because consumer's number one driver for decision making is still going to be taste. Uh, you know, research after research, that is what we see. And I think that's where we've been very successful with customers, is how we combine the food bases, the flavor, essentials, all of these expertise areas together with proteins to really give a unique kind of one-stop shop uh, solution. So, With so many trends to keep track of and an increasing pressure to launch innovations more and more quickly, it's no wonder that manufacturers are looking for additional help from ingredient suppliers and distributors. And as both ADM and IMCD point out, these trends are only a small fraction of their areas of expertise. So if companies have ideas for other new products or questions about other trends and emerging topics that they're seeing, it's likely that these companies can help them create in those spaces as well. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.